Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broider, but joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? Howdy! I'm feeling good, and I am not going to talk about the weather. I am going to talk about the fact that I have just purchased a moisture meter. <laughs> What the hell's that? Why I've do bought, you need that? I've bought a moisture meter because I've got a very wet wall in my back room, and I'm going to try <laughs> and fix this moisture, this rising damp, and I want to see whether I've been <laughs> successful because you're... DIY is only as good as your measuring tools to see if you've actually fixed the bloody thing. <laughs> well, stop smearing the bloody wall in coolish ice cream. What do you expect <laughs> is going to happen? For oh, God's sake? I tell you what, I know Licking it's it off the wall. I know it's winter time, but there's been a few people um, contacting me when they're out in uh, Japan. Like, what a beautiful uh, way to start your year, just hanging out, just you know, hanging out in the new year <laughs> in, in in Tokyo. Um, there's been uh, there's some beautiful flavors of uh, of coolish kicking around. So thank you very much to everyone who got in touch with their uh, flavors of coolish. It's very enjoyable. Making Pete envious as always. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just, we're trying our best to get me out there. I'll, I'll sort it out. I know you. You told yeah, the, me off. You told me off last we week. We did. You told me off last week because I've not been to Japan for three years now. <laughs> That's right. We did a. We launched a little a little bullying campaign last week, didn't we? You did on the Abroad Japan you podcast. Did. Where I asked you guys to harass yeah. <laughs> Pete Donaldson morning, day, night to try and encourage him. Yeah. To come to Japan, and he's been sending me messages all week going, "Fucking hell, Chris!" This person <laughs> just told me to go to Japan. This? Why have you done this? Messages all over his phone. He's so angry, <laughs> but it's working because he's actually looking into doing it now. So well done, everyone. Yeah, thanks. Just goes to show. Yeah. Bullying works. It does pressure. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm re- <laughs> Within reason. Really looking forward to that. Big. I mean, have you seen the prices of goddamn flights? My God, they go oh, yeah. up, they go down, but they don't go down that down. <laughs> that, they don't like, go down. Honestly, like premium. I once got a flight to, um, I got a flight to Tokyo via Frankfurt business class for like grand and a half. You know, crack, crack it off for two steal. grand, and you know, because it, it was just like, well, look, it's my only holiday this year. It's, you know, crack it for two grand. I know that's a lot of money. I know that's obscene, but <laughs> I was like, right, I'm fucking doing it because I'm just doing it. Um, and nowadays, like, I mean. I mean, a, a, a premium economy uh, is more expensive than that, like two thousand two hundred or something. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. So, uh, time to get back in economy, <laughs> Mr. Dawson. I know. I've got to temper my expectations of fourteen hours, but maybe I can just Hedonic have like adaption. I, I need one of those Mr. T uh, tablets to make you fall asleep. <laughs> 
how would I, how would I get here? Because he didn't like flying, did he? And then they used to give him a, uh, a burger that was laced with some, no kind of, some kind of sleepy drug. Terrible, terrible uh, message to send to people, I think. <laughs> I mean, I worked with a girl once who was so afraid of flying that she had to have like a, an injection before she got on the plane. An injection? And then she was... That's a bit like, severe, it isn't it? Sounds, it sounds horrific, yeah. but she was injected with some sort of Calm the fuck anesthetic. Down, right. General, general anaesthetic, I think, and then they would put her in a wheelchair, <laughs> stick her on the plane, and fly off to Orlando, Florida, for a holiday. For a holiday, uh, she didn't let it get in the way ser- of a holiday. How is that a service that you're allowed to purchase? You surely <laughs> cannot do that. You surely cannot employ someone to give you some knockout juice just to, you know, I, you can't be put in a wheelchair. You can't. You need to be able to wake up to be able to leave. Surely, I'm confused. It was it, your know, anaesthetic wears off, doesn't it? it? Wears off after like eight hours. Yeah, but like if you're on the plane, hours. you need to be fit and able to be able to leave that place. It's not flopping about because nah, you've, nah, you've nah, literally nah. been knocked out. <laughs> Who needs business class when you can knock yourself knock out? Knock yourself out and Good fly stuff. economy. You could be in the fucking baggage holds. Yeah, and you wouldn't be none the wiser. Good be wonderful. Point. Yeah. I'll look into Lovely. it. I've I've only ever slept on an airplane once in the last ten years, and it was a magical experience. Mm. It was from Montreal to Tokyo. And uh, it was the, I think it was, I flew business class because it was like a special offer. Yeah. Because this flight route was a brand new flight route. Right. Like it was the first plane or something. And they were doing an offer and I had some card points, whatever. So I flew it and it was it was amazing. Mm. I, as the plane got over Alaska, I got a, I was quite nervous and I told the, uh, the cabin attendant that I was scared. And they brought out the pilot of the plane to try and cheer me up. I d- I, look, and if I I'm like, nervous, I don't want the pilot of the plane. I don't need the pilot of the plane. <laughs> Get back behind that fucking wheel or stick or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. I was like, this isn't good. Can you, can you go <laughs> can back you now? Can you go back now? Uh, uh, but I, I was still nervous. I was even more nervous after that. And I was like, this has just made it worse <laughs> this now. Captain's can we land the plane and get me out of it? <laughs> but the, the guy gave me some sort of drugs, drugs. some sort of painkillers. Oh, right. I don't know what was in them. They shouldn't but be they did a, drugs. they did the trick. I don't think they were drugs. <laughs> but it was some sort of tablet, and I took it, and I fell asleep, and eight hours later, I woke up as the plane was coming to Tokyo. Who, get, who was, was this like man who just run. gave you tablets? He was the cabin attendant. The cabin the attendant nice gave you sleepy knockout tablets, and you fell asleep, and you woke up in the other side of the world. <laughs> what a, what nice. name and shame, this company. <laughs> Awful business. It was, it was Air Canada, and it was a nice French-Canadian <laughs> attendant. Canada. Nice bloke. Lovely stuff. Uh, nice bloke. A lot, strange nice amount bloke. of hypnol on him. <laughs> Just <laughs> the worst man in the world. Oh, lordy. Bucket of NyQuil. Mm. But it was good. I, 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 After that trip, I was like, I want this to happen again. Yes. I don't want to have to sit on a plane board. I want to sleep through it. No. Never happened since. Yeah. So you need, <laughs> yeah. Terrible shame. We've got a story this week from Kirsten. Ooh, it begins, hello, Dear Chris and Pete. Dear Chris and maybe Pete. Why maybe, Kirsten? There's always Why a Pete involved. Pete? There's always a Pete somewhere. There's always at least one there. Pete, yeah. <laughs> We've got a cupboard full of the peats. Yeah. Uh, my name's Kirsten. I'm a Filipino scientist working in London. I was chatting with my British colleague about Japan, and he told me an amazing story that I just had to share. During the conversation, I learned for the first time that my colleague David had a, in his own words, modestly successful international rugby career. Ooh. They were modestly successful enough to play against numerous teams in Japan, and Dave was even featured on Japanese news. One of the opponents was the team of the University of Kagoshima, so they stayed in the small city of Kanoya, hosted in pairs by several local families. One night, the team went out drinking, as you do, and Dave somehow got separated from the rest of the group. He was considerably drunk at this point and decided to just call a taxi back to his host's house. 
He then stumbled inside and passed out inside one of the rooms. The next morning, he woke up and realised he didn't recognise his surroundings. <laughs> the taxi had somehow dropped him off at the wrong address and he'd entered someone else's house and slept in their grandmother's bedroom. Oh, uh, wow. Sorry, grandmother's room. Luckily, she had not yet gone to bed. Uh, when he drunkenly barged in the night before. Apparently, people in rural places like this don't just lock their doors at night. Dave was, of course, extremely embarrassed. But to his amazement, not only did the random family not kick him out and call the police, they served him breakfast and called oh. around the neighbourhood to figure out who the bloody hell this person was. <laughs> <laughs> this this would have ended so badly in certain places in England and America. Uh, it was a small enough community that they were all aware of the foreigners visiting, so I suspect they saw this kind of behaviour as par for the course. Mm. Just roll with it. I continue to be impressed by Japanese hospitality, even in the face of drunk foreigners literally breaking into their home in the middle of the night. <laughs> Best wishes, Kirsten. Bloody hell, that was a uh, pretty. That solid could have gone stuff. so much worse yeah. than it did. It's like I, I imagine being so out, so out of everyone's comprehension <laughs> about what someone from that village looks like. To sort of go, I'm, I'm, you just sort of fought this gigantic hulk of a man, presumably, because he played rugby, um, just dozes off in grandma's bed, like a, the worst fucking Goldilocks, <laughs> Mr. Wolf, whatever. It's Goldilocks. It's, yeah. it's just, my goodness. It's amazing Goldilocks stuff. Dave. Bit of Goldilocks. I mean, how would you react? Bit of uh, Mr. Wolf. Well, I've told you before, I... I Accidentally, well, accidentally, I slept walked into someone's bed uh, when I was a, a younger man. <laughs> Did I tell you? What? I don't remember this story. No, I was conveniently in, left this out. I was in uh, Birmingham, um, very drunk, and uh, I, uh, you know, I was a bit, not a massive sleepwalker, but certainly like <laughs> the layout of the um, the bathroom. Uh, I was staying in the the loft um, with a couple mm. of mates. Uh, it was a big house, like fucking 10, 10, 10 rooms or something, and. Uh, the bed, the bathroom that I was using was basically in the exact same configuration at the bathroom at home, and so I got out right. of the bathroom and then walked right into what what I must have, as a sleepy man, uh, thought was my bedroom, and the bed was in exactly the same place as oh my, my bed God. in bloody in, in my house, and so I I got in a bed and absolutely spark out, and um, there was a woman in there. There was a woman in the bed. Oh I mean, this sounds like how Peter went to prison story. Uh, but luckily, uh, the, 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 the American girl, who I'd never met before, my God, um, she said she only knew that I was in bed because I was pushing her out of the bed. I was basically asleep. Oh, my God. And I was God. just like, fucking get out of the bed. And I'd just push her out of the bed. Uh, and she thought it was her ex who lived in the house. And, uh, and then... My, I, I, I was still asleep and Justin, my friend, led me back up into the attic. Um, but yeah, Fuck I just sort of got... In, I mean, imagine... I mean, that's going to... Pr like, if if that was, like, looked upon a different way, you're going to prison. And uh, But the next day, I was, yeah. I was... You know I'm an apologetic man at the best of times. My God. She was very understanding. But, uh, you know, I, have the, I had this kind of, like... Yeah, I think as a British person, you have this idea that Americans are kind of very ex excitable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very charismatic and very sort of like, oh, my God, look what's happened. Happened. But she was very. Uh, <laughs> but thank God she wasn't. You know, hey, help, <laughs> help. There's a weirdo sounds. in my bed. But I mean, to be it fair, I, what, I was just pushing her out of the bed. She's going. I was going to hit you with my guitar. I'm doing an Australian accent. There. I didn't mean to. Um, I was going. I was going to hit you with my guitar. Why can't I do it? Can't I? Can't do an American <laughs> accent. I was going to hit you this with my guitar. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. 
but uh, it, just, it yeah. just sounds bless like bless a Netflix much. crime documentary. Yeah, about I mean, a man, to apo- Pete the creep. To a, well, <laughs> to apologise. To apologise the next day, I went out and bought a flowers, and now that might have sounded. Oh my god! <laughs> god Hello. He broke into my room, oh, got just, into I my mean, bed, just, just and brought me flowers. You know, like you know, like when you know, like Lassa, There's not a single lass that doesn't have a terrible story about a terrible man. And I just like people listening to this story. Lassas must be going, yeah, whatever, fucking, fucking nightmare, man. Trying <laughs> to get better than the people you don't know. Oh, horrible, horrible. Going to keep the doors firmly locked yeah. the next time Good. I'm in a room yeah. or a building with Good. you, <laughs> Bloody hell, lordy. I've only stayed in a, like a hotel with you, I think, two or three times. I wonder what that creeping. That noise was at night, <laughs> going down the corridor. The adjoining dog. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Fucking werewolf uh, Donaldson. Sorry, keep, everyone. Keep, keep yeah. the doors locked, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Keep the doors locked. What's going on in Japan this week, though, Mr. Donaldson? Hit us with the news. What's going down? Hit us with the news. The uh, yes, uh, Japan is marking its first coming-of-age day since the age of adulthood was lowered from 20 to 18. <laughs> right? Mm. So they've lowered it. But with many 18-year-olds busy finding work or studying for college entrance exams, most municipalities uh, have basically just said, we're just going to do it for 20-year-olds. All right. So for around two (laughs) decades, on the second Monday of January, uh, young people uh, whose 20th birthday falls between April 2nd of the year before and April 1st have attended ceremonies to mark the start of uh, adulthood. And they've changed... The lowering the age of adulthood from 20 to 18. Uh, I don't think that anything sort of comes with this. I don't think you can suddenly uh, drive at an earlier age or drink or do all of the other stuff that uh, grown-ups do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's basically a chance for uh, young people to sort of say thank you to parents for steering them through the choppy waters of, uh, of teenagerhood uh, and then just basically say, look, I'm ready to go out there and, and, and get myself a big fat job. But uh, yeah, they, they, they've moved it uh, backwards to uh, to 18 uh, and they're celebrating the fact that they're celebrating the fact that uh, this is the first time they've been able to sort of celebrate it for a little while anyway. So there we go. I mean, it seems like, if anything, it's a bad thing because they can't smoke, drink or gamble no. until they're 20. And that's the main reason I to thought, turn 18. I thought nobody right? could gamble. Uh, well, it's all yeah, very flexible, isn't it? It's all very who you know, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, gam- you can't gamble in Japan, but pachinko is just gambling. Yeah. It's just gambling so, anyway. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But like, all it means is uh, if you're 18 or 19 now, you can marry without parental consent. Mm. Yay! <laughs> or, and, and you're subject to stricter punishment for uh, criminal offences. So, not so good. Uh, well... In the mind of a of a teenager, but that is a very. I don't know why they did this. Really, I think they they tried to do it to, I don't know, get younger folks engaged socially. Yeah, I guess mm. uh, by reducing the age of adulthood, spur to spur young people's social participation. What does that even really mean? I think they just. I think it's just all people looking at, looking at kids playing League of Legends and going, "They're not participating. We need to get them up and out <laughs> of the bloody house." And then you sort of. I think because a lot of um, the cost of living is obviously atrocious in Japan and has been for a very mm. long time. And horn ownership, horn ownership, horn ownership, home ownership isn't really a, a big thing out there. Um, so I think it's just probably saying to the kids, "Just get the fuck out of house, yeah. Get the fuck out of your mum and dad's house and do something with your life. <laughs> get yeah? out of my house." <laughs> Uh, but don't get married without my consent. No, exactly. It is odd. Um, yeah, it's one of those things I've never really known how to feel about it. I kind of like, you know, I felt like I loved turning 18. It was my favourite thing because mm. I could do anything. The world was my oyster. Were you already I driving like at that, from point? that moment on? 
I yeah, you can drive age seventeen. Yeah, in the but UK, we, right? were you driving you at that point though? Did you learn? You bet I was. You bet I was. The day I could drive. Yeah, 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 man. That's all I wanted: a car, freedom, excitement. What was your first? If car? I had to wait till I was one? twenty, sod that. <laughs> Did you get one at eighteen, seventeen? I got a Fiat Punto, oh. the world's worst car. What's wrong with a Fiat? It was, it was What's wrong with a lovely Fiat? <laughs> we, I, I asked my dad to like buy me one, and he went no. But we'll, yeah, we'll spend a hundred pounds response. on a car. Solid response, absolutely solid response from dad. Proper dad in that. No, piss off. A shit response. <laughs> no, but think about it, right? He he got me this car. It cost a hundred pounds. So he did he did buy me a car, right? But I feel it was a very liberal definition of the word car yeah it was like from a just like a, a rubbish tip like a waste disposal site well you think that and you it was just like a car i mean at the end of the day though your dad is famously um good with the old spanner and uh because he was in robot wars so maybe if that fiat punto was going to break down he could <laughs> add like a swinging axe on the front or a rotating blade or something <laughs> <laughs> i love the way lots of people listening don't know what that means no but we yeah we, uh, we my dad was in a the, show called robot wars yeah fighting ro- he was Remember a robot, robot wars? he was a robot Chris's dad was a robot, an android sent from the future to avenge the death of thousands. (laughs) He spent about £2,000 building a robot called Killatron. I'm not making this up. Killatron's a famous robot. It's like sort of saying, it's like sort of saying, if you know like WWE, (laughs) it's like saying, my dad built The Rock. (laughs) My dad built Stone Cold Steve (laughs) Austin. Like, it's a big deal. Killatron was a big robot. No, it's not popular robot it was a shit robot <laughs> do you know what it was it was a wheelie bin lid with an axe on top yeah and it was it had no it's better than your it car shit car <laughs> well this is the thing he spent two grand on a robot that got smashed up on national television like BBC One in front of millions yeah and he spent a hundred quid on his first and only son's car if I had crashed in that car I would have been peeled off the road like a fucking pancake like if I had kids I'd be like let's get a car where if they crash as a lot of kids do when mm-hmm. they first get their car a lot of my friends crash pretty quickly yeah. early on those first two years get a car that I might live if I crash um, the only upside is I, I drove very carefully as a result and I didn't crash <laughs> and I lived happily ever after there you go but yeah Robot Wars let's, let's not talk about that solid dadding solid dadding lovely fucking Robot where were Wars we? what a shame I forget um, <laughs> there you go I don't think I think the driving age in Japan is either 17 or 18 though right. let's double check that I think you can do that before coming of age 20 years old so that's one good thing where would you, yeah I mean where but, would you uh, I, I would put coming of age as like 32 <laughs> <laughs> like nothing good happened before thirty two. I'm thirty two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm I think, 32 yeah. now, God I'm gonna give you a little passing out ceremony. I'm gonna give you a mortarboard and a welcome to adulthood because your twenties have just been a load of silly nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> just don't buy me a Fiat Punto, no. that's all I'm saying. No. Uh, the, <laughs> the driving age in Japan is eighteen years old for a car and sixteen years old for a motorcycle. So oh, nice. you can okay. have your freedom on a motorcycle. Have a little, have a little which uh, scoop, scoop. I vowed never to ride again <laughs> after my crash in Italy. Yeah. I'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the Flax Machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson. Crystal is on messages. Uh, hi, chess champion Chris and personable Pete. During the planning of our trip to Japan, we've had many requests from family and friends for souvenirs, big bags of Kit Kats and bottles of sake. Uh, the issue is we only have so much space to get all of these things back to England. How similar is the postal service in Japan to the UK? And is it easy to ship things overseas if your Japanese is very limited? Also, would you consider getting a PO box for fans to send you letters and gifts? Oh, send it to my house. I'll eat Oh. I mean, I used to have a PA box that was public, right. and I think I've only done one video where I opened boxes ever. The thing is, I'd get loads of boxes of like food and drinks, and a lot of it was already expired right. by the time it arrived, and it got from the PA box to my apartment. It'd be like mouldy crisps <laughs> and just, you know. And, you know, there's some dodgy stuff. I remember there was like a bottle once that was half opened that <laughs> raised more questions. <laughs> Than answers that nice. kind of put me off the whole thing. I would yeah. say that, like, when I used to work in radio, like, you'd get sent stuff from time to time, and mm. every other radio DJ had a strict I'm not eating that policy. Uh, whereas I had a I'm not eating that policy <laughs> for a couple of days, and then I'd find the item in my bag and I'd be hungry and I'd eat that beef jerk. <laughs> One time, somebody sent a load of expired Marks and Spencer's crisps to my house. Um, that took five years off my life I'm sure I just oh chomped through all of the little kind of dried onion ring monstrosities uh, but it was delicious um, and I uh, and they also sent me um, like it's just this big unmarked plastic bag full of mystery meat <laughs> it was just oh, like God, it was no. just like beef jerky but it was just in like this massive sort of sealed <laughs> clear plastic bag and I just fucking piled right through it it was delicious <laughs> could have been anything be careful what you eat could be humans I mean <laughs> Pete, uh, American Pete, he famously had appendicitis this year and had his yes. appendix removed. And it all happened the day it happened. The guy, he got the excruciating pain mm. that very day. Uh, well, the day before that, he'd eaten some chewing gum from like a 10, 20 year old pack of baseball cards. <laughs> and he'd swallowed the chewing gum. 
Now, so he thought it I'm was, not saying he thought it was illness. Well, I'm not saying that that was it, but that was definitely it. The chewing gum probably got lodged in his appendix. Oh, uh, that, that kind of stuff it. is fine. It's just all like chemicals, isn't it? I, nah. I, I, I watched. I used to watch this guy. who used to watch old. He used to eat old field rations. Have you seen that guy? He'd just be on YouTube and he'd just find old rations from like the you know the the, the, the Balkan wars and stuff. Like just <laughs> just kind of like I'm just going to eat this. And 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 I think his oldest one he ever ate was a hardtack from the Civil War. Um, this horribly oh sort of like a mothballed. Um, um, bit of kind of it's all because after a while carbon just returns to like stone after a while doesn't it, it like it just turns to like a very hard um un- inedible oh. in- unbreakable uh sort of brick and uh yeah they uh they he chowed that down very very interesting bloody hell <laughs> sounds awful but still sounds better than pete dalson's cooking correct so I'll, I'll take my oh, chance with, with the civil war absolutely, food absolutely run run into that one didn't i <laughs> Wait, uh, what was the question? Oh right, yeah, service, shipping stuff. I mean, stuff down. yeah, ship ship some stuff. Japan is is good. Well, during COVID and slightly after COVID, it was a nightmare shipping stuff to the UK. I don't know what they were doing, but it was like it was fucking. If you sent a package to the UK, it was like Phileas Fogg around the world <laughs> in eighty days. You were lucky that it got to the UK. Now things are back on track. I'd uh, I'd definitely do it. But you know, I just get my souvenirs at like Haneda Airport and the the final dash to the airplane. Yeah, and, and also I would right. get, get, what get, I can. Yourself, get yourself a rice cooker under your arm, and then then, then you get to go. <laughs> I would I would say that what's the um, <laughs> the, the post off the postal company? I think it's the main Japanese maybe state funded postal service. It's got a little fox Japan on it. Post. Is that the little fox character? Yellow and green boxes, uh, and it's got a little little fox. But they certainly have um, counters. Um, I think at one of the airports, but don't don't um, uh, bet on that. But mainly in like the main sort of tourist spots, they just got counters, and mm. it's just it's just like a normal post office, and you, and you just tell them where you want to go. Um, and it doesn't go necessarily on uh, weight; it goes on size of box. So you can usually get away with yeah. um, it, it being quite cost effective. They also run a service where you can go, where you can literally just drop your stuff off at the airport. Um, so say you arrive at Haneda or uh, or, or, or Narita, and you you could just drop off your stuff to the postal so counter, good. and then they just take it to your hotel, same day delivery sort of thing, mm. which is weird and funny, but weird, but also funny. I'd probably do it. I think I'd do it. <laughs> I think I, I've done it once or twice. Right. Like uh, Charlotte and I came back from a trip from Canada once. Right. We had loads of suitcases full of. Canadian popcorn because it's like my favourite thing <laughs> cheesy popcorn right it's the best nice. thing coming out of Canada since maple syrup that's why yeah, during, so your, during your show during your big uh, London cinema show <laughs> there's like a posh right. brand of cheesy popcorn um, and after I rolled my ankle after I got some uh, I went to go and get a burger but I rolled my <laughs> ankle so I felt sick for about an hour um, I was really hungry after that so I got myself a big bag of cheesy popcorn delicious that's good stuff good, good stuff cheesy popcorn is the future nice and peppery Whoa. and but like yeah, when we arrived at like uh, Naito Airport, we'd always do that with the luggage because we'd always have like three or four suitcases. Yeah, it's really good, really easy. Just give them your address, throw some money down the table, job done. Your yeah. package, your, your luggage is gone, mm. and uh, the world needs that more. We'd, I'd love that Heathrow. So yes, Crystal, mm. ship everything you want. Get your family the Kit Kats they deserve. <laughs> I always buy sake, but nobody drinks it. Right, like every family member and friend, including Pete Donaldson. I'll buy them sake and they'll go, wow, I love sake. That's so great. And then two years later, I'll go around their house or their office mm. and it'll Still be on the there. shelf yeah. and nobody's ever touched it. So don't, I w- I would, I would, don't buy sake. I would say, I mean, for, for most of the Japanese products that you're going to buy at the airport or buy in like a donkey or whatever, 
just fucking keep your powder dry. Wait till you get home. Go to the Jap- Japan Centre in London, or go to <laughs> go to a go to a, uh, a, a Chinese supermarket. No, and you'll, no, you'll no. see most of the things there. Let's not Cop be out. like Cop out, kit, maybe the fancier Kit Kats you'll get in Don Quixote that you won't get in uh, in England. But they they have started to import on mass a lot of Japanese products that you would never see. But I'm fucking cool. Same. But I'm fucking coolish. To be fair, I, I, I've done that more than once. Though. I've just yeah. bought like my family Japanese-looking gifts off Amazon and uh, just do that instead, <laughs> Crystal. Save, save lots of time and money. We've got one here from Tarek who says, Dear Candylicious Chris, pimple-popping P. Oh, I love it. I'm a 21-year-old Dutch student planning on going on exchange to Japan this August. As somebody who looks like a beaten-up baby when shaven, <laughs> what the fu- I was wondering whether I'll be looked down upon if I maintain a short beard while studying Japanese. Uh... I would like to hear your advice, Tariq, from uh, Rotterdam, the Netherlands. I don't think that is something you need to worry about, Tariq. No. What do you think, Pete? As somebody who's got a beard, I've got, Colonel I mean, Sanders' face. Yeah, I do have a bit what? of Colonel Sanders' face these days. I mean, I've only got like a goatee beard. I'd love a big beard of bees. <laughs> I'd love to have a little, uh, I'd love to have a short beard while studying Japan. There's, There used to be in um, Don Quixote's and the like um, department stores, you could buy little beards. You could buy little beards. Um, you know, those little kind of like a little goatee beard, kind of like to the consistency yeah. of your little beard, right? Your little beard, yeah, but not like a real one. No, you could, no, a, well, a fake beard. So you, so you'd put it on, beard, yeah. Yes. So you'd put it on, but it wasn't like a, a costume. It was like literally blokes who fancied a bit of facial furnishings would pop it really? on, and and yeah, it was. It was. I mean, they were pretty high end and then pretty expensive, like a good thirty dollars. But um, Bloody hell. yeah, I don't know why. I, I Have mean, I never seen this? Yeah, just just around. It'll be next to like. Um, What's those pants that everyone laughs at? Uh, is it Black Man? The Black Man pants. Uh, in Don Quixote, there's always... The, yeah, there's, the, the underwear <laughs> is always like... It, the, the brand is Black Man, and everyone goes, ha-ha, it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, next they, to that... Yeah, the Black Man thong, or whatever. It's, it's a, a very questionable brand. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's pop, cheap. They're popular. It's cheap, revealing underpants. Not boxes, not briefs. Proper, like... Do we call them tangas? <laughs> I don't know what... Like, I hate the word tanga. It's disgusting. I don't know why I said it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I've, I can't believe. So I've only seen the fancy dress moustache. You're not getting it confused with like the stick-on moustache and like the crappy fancy dress section. No, but it's right. no. It's like, it's like a proper high-end tash, like thirty dollars worth of tash. Right. I swear, people try and get one over you with a big because people get really close to moustaches. Like people would know. <laughs> I mean, it, that's, it has to be high-end for people to not know that it's a moustache. Well, I think we've, you know, we've got a solution for Tarek now. When Tarek comes over, he can shave his baby face. Yes. And then, at a whim, he can walk into Donkey Hall and spend off. 30 dollars and get a little goatee beard yeah. and see how well it is received it by off. his classmates. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, one last question here. From, don't do that, Tarek. It, it won't end well. We've got one last <laughs> question here from Corey from New York, who says, uh, "Hello, Chris and Pete. I was wondering. This is the first one in a while where." Somebody hasn't mentioned us, referred to us in a weird way with descriptive expressions. Hello, Chris and Pete. I was wondering if either of you had any suggestions for places to visit or experiences that you feel might actually work better as a solo traveller in Japan. Cheers, Corey from New York City. What do you think, Pete? Solo traveller. I mean, you, uh, as a solo traveller once in Japan, you went to fucking Niigata yeah. and had some sake I rolled and around the place uh, uh, harassed uh, a woman at a cake shop or something I d- what <laughs> harassed a woman at a cake <laughs> shop 
<laughs> you went to an izakaya, didn't you? And I went to an izakaya, there. and there's a woman who's crying. I was trying to help the situation. She'd fallen out with crying. She'd fallen out with with the bloke who was also in the bar, um, <laughs> and she just would not leave me alone. I was just at the bar having a drink, and she would not stop crying and 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 talking to me in broken oh English. And I was trying to help out, um, but then the bar sort of took took against her a little bit. But she was. Um, she was uh, upset at. She was just pissed out of her head, and she was upset that some that, that something uh, this bloke had said. Um, and then I was trying to help, and then the bloke <laughs> bought me a drink. So we all know which side I'm on then. <laughs> but then, yeah. But then I had oh to leave because I was like, this is just too intense. And anyone sort of walking past the bar, coming into the bar, will seem will look like I've sort of caused this situation. But it wasn't me. It was another person. So yeah, I mean. Wherever he goes, he spreads trouble. <laughs> I, I remember Pete came to Sendai once, and we went to the Shady Nightlife District, mm. and there was like a sign for like Strawberry Strawberry Hostess Club or something. It wasn't a hostess club. Like, oh yeah, let's go down a, there. It was just a bar. I would never have taken no, no, you to wasn't. a hostess club. Bollocks. I would never. And if it we wasn't. got in there, I'd be straight out. But it just looked like a fun place. <laughs> He went down. He went down the stairs. It was like strawberry bar or something. I mean, that sounds bad. I mean, it's. I mean, in the cold ash light of day, it does sound bad. But all of the fucking bars sound strawberries. All of the, all of those, all of bars, little (laughs) bars in Japan sound absolutely pawny. Absolutely pawny. Like there's even that one that's got penguins in it. It's called like Little Feet or Happy penguin. Feet or something. And there's penguins in, in Corbett. There's that bar that's just got penguins in a tank. Um, and oh all God. of the bars sound absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> I mean, there's a. In Sendai, we've got a drugstore just called Drug Penguin for the Happy Tomorrow. Which <laughs> I love it. Sounds like Lots David Attenborough's worst nightmare. Get in Honestly. there. Honestly. I mean, serious. There you go, Corey. Go to mm. Niigata. Go to Nizakaya and watch the fucking staff cry. Go to <laughs> Strawberry Bar in Sendai. Um, as a solo traveller, I just go to the cities, to be honest. Yeah. I, if I was travelling solo for a week tomorrow, I'd probably go to Kansai, where you can wander around Nara and Osaka and Kyoto all really easily. You can have the deer rip your fucking trousers off for Nara, <laughs> the bowing deer. You pop over to Osaka and have some... Have some uh, okonomiyaki pancakes, yep. get some selfies, That's and then nice. go to Kyoto and look at a temple. Honestly, if I had one week in Japan alone, solo traveller, Kansai. It's Job done. been Keep one s- week since you looked at me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Keep the start up. Keep the stories, <laughs> questions, comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys. Do it all over again, but for now. For yeah, now. Cool. For yeah, now. Cool, cool talking, bro. I need some. <laughs> Need some drug penguin. For now, no matter where you might be, out there in the pig wide world, have yourself a great few days, guys. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Born Japan podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, 
edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 